Salute to all the kings and queens out there fighting a the good fight of faith. I am your host, TJ, along with Mike and Erica, and we would like to welcome you to today's fight. Matthew 6.34 states we should not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If you believe this to be true, repeat after me. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow or today because of God before me. Who and what can come against me? Please take a second to subscribe and hit the like button if you're checking us out on YouTube. Let's go. All right. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can uh, support us. Uh, donations are, are welcome at uh, Cash App Today's Fight, PayPal Today's Fight. If you have any questions or like to contact us, uh, the email is todaysfight at gmail.com. Also, the Facebook page is Today's Fight 7, where links for the online merchandise will be. You can go there. Also, videos will be posted. Please, please, please subscribe to the channel so I can get my channel so my channel can be more visible. Um, it will be greatly appreciated. All right, so I like to introduce here. This is the first episode, the first episode of today's fight, and I like to introduce my co-host, Deacon Mike, soon to be Doctor Mike. We're gonna speak to hey, you. Hey, how you? Doing? <laughs> All right. Everybody doing out there? All right, and my wife, Erica. What's up? What's up? What's up? All right, y'all. Yo, this is. <laughs> hey, yo, this. I think this is gonna be awesome. Um, what I'm going to do, all right, I'm going to pray in real quick. Father God, we thank you that for your word going forth, articulated with great power and manifestation and understanding and wisdom. We, play, we pray for clear hearts, clear, uh, clear minds, good ground that this seed, that this word, the seed of the word may go forth and produce an abundant harvest, a thousandfold in knowledge, wisdom, and revelation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Yeah. So the topic for today is challenged to change. So what I would like to do um, ask, is ask um, whoever want to go first is what do you think when you hear challenged to change? You want to go, Eric? No, go, go ahead. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is the, the kids of this life cares of the world the fair. I think the biggest challenge to change is the proclivity we have to go along to get along. I think the first challenge is always starts with us before anybody else. Uh, for example, like we know the change, like we all know that we have to change in certain areas, but I think it's the comfortability of remaining the same. Uh, I think that's the challenge within itself. And not only that, the comfortability terms, you know, when it gets long-term and we adapt to that. And I think that's the biggest challenge when it comes to changing is adapting to the immense poverty and psychological dungeons that we encounter every day. I, I think that, uh, moreover, uh, it's the darkness, as Jesus said, and I can't remember exactly what the scripture is, but he said, if that light is in you, a darkness. If that light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Like, because you can be in the dark so long, that becomes your light. Man. That's, yeah, I think it's almost like somebody sitting in the house all day with blinds closed. Mm. You know, and that eventually that becomes their perspective. They've been yep. sitting there so long. Right. And that's where the anxiety and everything else comes in at. And it's all psychological uh, detriment, right. in a sense. Go ahead, Eric. 
No. The analogy that came to me when you were talking was, imagine going all of your life using your right hand as your predominant hand. And then there comes a time where you have to change up and start using your left hand. Now, we can even look at our everyday um, activities such as writing. If you're forced to have to learn how to write with the left hand, you have to stop, think, and take your time to work through that versus just haphazardly doing it as if you would when you were normally using your right hand. So I think the challenge to change is that we have to slow up. We have to think about what we're doing and correct whatever that is that is causing us to slow down, if that makes sense. That really do make sense. Go ahead. So mm-hmm. that's just that's something that came to mind. Like, you know, I've been working with my do hair. So I'm predominantly working with my right hand. And just the thought of having to change to my left hand is like, oh, my God, that's so much work. But why wouldn't I not want to allow myself up to be, what is that, ambidextrous? Which means that at any mm-hmm. given time, if something happened to what well, I'm used to, I can go to mm-hmm. the other and, and, and it's just, a, I mean, when it boils down to it, for a lot of us, it's laziness, it's, comf- it's a comfort mm-hmm. level, and just not wanting, to, not wanting to switch up. Like some people don't want to move from the city or the state they was born because it's a comfort level of I know everybody and not going away to something new. I think about people down south and how some of those people in my hometown, they never even go out of the state. Let you know to to do anything or whatever the case is because comfort feels better. It's more familiarity with comfort. And when it's just like if I'm in a car and somebody is giving me direction somewhere, if you don't tell me where we're going, and me and my husband have you know we've gotten into it sometime um, over this, he'll he'll try to surprise me and say, hey, we're gonna go. Well, I'm going to tell you where to go, but he doesn't tell me exactly where he give me the directions. So halfway into the ride, I'm frustrated because I'm like, just tell me where we going. The unfamiliar gets us antsy and on edge at times because anything in the unknown give a disruption to us. And that's just something that we're, we're not, um, that we're not usually, I would say, um, confronted with. We, we just get in, in the habit. And then one thing I remember we talk about this often, um, about when, um, Dr. Didi would use the analogy when she would say, sometime you tire yourself out before you even start a thing, because we'll think about what it takes to change. And it sounds like so much. We're like, uh, it ain't so bad being right here where I'm at. I'll get to it. Okay. Man, well, I think, I mean, I love this, right? I'm so excited. Listen, when I heard, like, when I think of challenge to change, I just think about all the obstacles that we have mm-hmm. to fight to fight through and overcome to obtain what we're desiring uh, or what we desire or the desire. The Bible said that a desire accomplishes sweet to the soul, but hurt, hope deferred make the, make the heart sick, yeah. right? But I was just thinking about it. You say lazy, and I was just thinking... <laughs> The scripture in Hebrews, he says, um, Hebrews 6, 11, it says, we want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. And I'm going to read verse 12. Verse 12 say, we do not want you to become slothful or lazy, but to imitate those through faith and patience that inherited the promise. 
that inherited being the promise. Patient. Being patient. So part of add into your faith, patient. Add into your faith. So having so a part of the challenge to change, the thing that can help us and assist us in this change is following after someone or having a mentor or having someone with that same precious like faith. So it's all about encompassing yourself with these very, the, the, the people that, uh, where you're trying to go. Like how, what did Dr. Mike say? Um, he always talk about, you know, the people you're around, you know, I, you, I can tell you where you're going by the people you're around. If you're designed to attain, obtain something, whatever it might be, you want to be around those people with that same type of faith. Right. And that's, what's going to encourage you and empower you right. to, 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 to apprehend what you're looking for. He says, we don't want to be lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherited, mm -hmm. inherited what is promised. Mm -hmm. And not yeah. only that, when you, when you said that, you know, when you think about us as humans, we become a creature of habit based off of our surroundings. So, I mean, just even in our natural everyday life, whatever you surround yourself around, you you become that um what is that um Mike, is it the social norm? Okay, yeah. Is that what yeah. the is it that the social norm like you you become normal in your social surroundings? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you adapt to it. Yeah, so you adapt to it, correct. You adapt to it. So then we can even translate that over to friends. If you hang around people who are always constantly negative, talking about what they don't have, where they, you know, what they can't get because somebody holding them back, that stuff, I don't care how strong you think you are. The Bible says, Bad communication, corrupt good manners. It's only a matter of time before that stuff gets in. And I don't care how strong you think you are as a person, it's going to get in. The Bible warns us of that. So if the uh -huh. Bible warns of warns us of that, we can think ourselves so wise that we're so smart and that we can keep the negative out when we are creatures um, that adapt to our surroundings. <laughs> hey, listen, the Bible says, the Bible says, acknowledge God resist the devil and then he'll flee you know what i'm saying you said we think ourselves so wise that we can do it yeah but first you got to acknowledge the word yeah then resist mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then he'll flee mm -hmm. you know yeah because there's power in the word yes it is there's always power that's where the strength comes from the joy of the lord is our strength right. i think about even on a natural level being in college mm -hmm. uh, i would not have been able to perform at its highest level or at the highest level, if I wouldn't have took firm hold of instruction, right? Which Proverbs said, and forget what I think I know. And people who I knew were slacking and things like that, they were cool, but I had to resist, right? But I resist based on what I knew, right? And it was power in what I knew. So even when my flesh wanted to yield a certain way, I'm like, no, nah, this has to get done mm -hmm. because I'm looking at the greater good. And I think also, in addition to what Eric was saying about, uh, you know, being an ambidextrous, like mm -hmm. learning to use both hands. Like you said, we say in our minds first. Yeah. You know, and if you don't have that power of the word locked in your mind, embedded, mm -hmm. you think there and you go the other route. You know, and diligence, they said diligence. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, diligence has a sure reward. You know, we can't replace prayer you know, with diligence, like, right. you know, people replace laziness right. with prayer, yeah. like right. Marcus, pray about Bruh. it, you know, right. pray, Bruh. but no, then no. don't get up and do what he Mike, says. Mike, Mike, you said 
you can't replace prayer for laziness. For well, you said you can't replace prayer for diligence. It's mm-hmm. gonna come a point where you're gonna have to do something. You're gonna have to do something. You're gonna have you're gonna have to do something. You can't just sit around and pray and don't have an associated action. Mm-hmm. So you can't hope for for something to fall out the sky. Like my wife was telling me she was hearing uh weeks or months ago. You have to put forth an action. You got to put your hands to something. Yeah. You can't pray, God, get this weight off of me. <laughs> it ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the tears ain't going to work. Pray it right. You're going to have to work it out. Yeah. He said, work. That pain, remember? look, the Bible says, work out your soul salvation with fear mm-hmm. and trembling. A lot of people misquote mm-hmm. that scripture because they make it look like you have to work for your salvation, but it mm. says work out, out your soul salvation yeah. with reverence. And a, a trembling can mm-hmm. also be interpreted as you're so excited as an excitement. Like some people get mm-hmm. so excited, they shake. Mm-hmm. So he said work out. So when you receive salvation, you get a gift, a package in the Holy Spirit, and you got to work out the power. You got to work it out through the word and understanding. And that's what empowers you to be victorious. So work out your soul salvation, work out that goodness that God and that ability that God put in you to overcome the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all people don't want to work the manual. Man. That's just like usually when you start a new job, you get a higher packet. Yeah. Anything yeah. you need is in that packet, but most people don't read the packet. Right. So they just go to try to do the work without the word, and they fail every time. Yeah, man. Oh, how you operate this? Well, it was in your packet. Did you read? <laughs> yeah. We don't read the five print. Right. Hey, that's, it's that's right true. there. I graced you with it. Here's my grace. Boom. But Everything that, that you need is right here. Now, this, this is funny when I even think about the title of this um this subject here, the, um, the podcast challenge to change. And so I was having a conversation with a, um, a young lady and she had so many questions and her beliefs were based off of things that she had just heard in life and things that seemed to be true. One thing as people of God that we cannot get away from is that in order to change for the better or, or be more like Christ, we have to follow instructions. And because we weren't there with him during the time where he walked on earth, we have to follow the instructions that we have, which is the Bible. Some people negate it, but it's a lot of things in historical history that has, um, what is it? Um, what is it when you um, bear witness or there's many things, many, many historical artifacts and different things that have basically, um, what is that? When, when, when you have an evidence of something. Validity Uh verified. Yeah. Verified, um, Uh the existence of Christ and the, and, and the different passages that are in the Bible. So at the end of the day, I think as people of God that we have to get back to reading our word and not just reading to say, I got through a chapter or I got through a certain part, no reading it to understand so that our knowledge may be increased so we can apply it to life because it it is impossible to change. If we do not have instructions on how to change. Right, but I believe or what the change should be. But people don't understand. They don't they're not being taught how to get instructions. 
You can't get instructions on your own. The Bible said the spirit, the Holy Spirit searches out all things. The Holy Spirit will instruct us. But if we don't, if, if, if no one knows how to spend time, or how to utilize the Holy Spirit, then they're going to always remain carnal in how they approach what they're reading how they approach their scripture. So it's all about teaching them the Holy, the Holy Spirit is not all about jumping around, causing you to pass out and hit your head. The Holy uh -huh. Spirit is the, is what God is what God gave us that we can, like I said, we can overcome and, and, and manifest in, in our healing, all these things we're taught. The Bible says the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. The Holy Spirit, the Bible, the Bible says, and we have an unction from the Holy one, so we know all things. So the whole the, the reason why we know all things is because what's in us. The Holy Spirit, the yeah. Spirit of God, is the very same Spirit that hovered the earth, created the earth. It's the Spirit of mm -hmm. Christ. It's the Spirit of God. It's all one. So the very thing that created the earth dwells in you. So it has all understanding. But we don't mm -hmm. point people in that direction. We want the um, a lot of leaders want people just to look at them and not say, hey, I look smart. I sound smart. But really, it's the Holy Spirit making me look like this. Mm -hmm. All right, look, but I'm going to jump in here. I want to just get to some scripture real quick. Actually, I want to throw one in real quick. Proverbs 16, when y'all was talking about instructions. Whoever gives heed to instructions prospers, and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. So instructions is important. But I just want to jump in with some scripture as I read. You know, y'all guys can jump in. All right, I'm just going to. Uh, go to Romans 7 here, right? Just a little breakdown. We see in Ro Paul, the great apostle who wrote two-thirds of the Bible, he had an issue. He had challenges. He went to God and said, I have a thorn in my side. There's something that's bothering me. It, it re it's really bothering me, God. And God said, don't worry about it. My grace is sufficient enough. Don't worry about it. My grace is sufficient enough. That means Paul had a challenge. He had a challenge that was affecting his change and his walk in his ministry. But God said, my grace is sufficient enough. I'm going to start here in Romans 7, 14. Like I said, as I read, you guys can come in. All right. So 14, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Now, and if verse verse 16, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. All right. So I'm going to stop right there. Right. So Paul saying that for some reason, the things I want to do, I do not do. And the things I hate to do, I do. It looked like he was trying to change, but something was challenging him. Mm, yeah. something was challenging him like why do I keep on doing the very thing I hate to do and if I do verse uh, 17 verse 16 I'm sorry and if I do what I do not want to do I agree that the law is good as it is it is no longer I myself who do it but the sin that's living in me and I'm going to read something I'm going to let you go all right, so I'm stopping here on 18, but I'm going to read this. So I believe that one of the main challenges to change is understanding. So challenge to change starts with the understanding or being aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, being aware of what's going on. Knowing the devices of the enemy. If, uh -huh. you know, and, and that's what I believe 
Paul was getting an understanding of. It's like, okay, I keep doing what I don't want to do, but what I want to do, I don't do. Like something going on, something going on. Like, is it me? You know, this is, I'm pretty sure this is how he was reasoning with himself. He said, no, it's not me. He got to understand him that it's the sin nature that's in my flesh that was causing a hindrance in my ability or my progression to change. So with people mm -hmm. out here, I believe like an issue in that understanding, they need to understand that what's prohibiting you from change is unseen. And that's what Paul was saying. As we, as I continue to read, uh, we'll elaborate on that. But that's what Paul was saying. He's saying, listen, I want to do good, but what I want to do good, I don't do. I do what I don't want to do. He's saying, if, if I do what I don't want to do, is it me that's doing it? Now, that's a whole nother issue on free will. Because if you have free will, you can put the you can put the burger down. You wouldn't have an issue fighting against what you want to do. It wouldn't be so hard to do it because I want to do it. Why can't you do it? The understanding is there's another there's another ram, an unseen ram, working here that's causing us uh, that's causing us to, uh, to be stagnant in our in our uh, ability to change. Anybody got anything? That's good stuff. Oh, if anybody got anything to say, I keep reading. All right, so, all, mm -hmm. right, all right, for I know. Yeah, I oh, go ahead. Yeah, I do. I was thinking about uh, Eric over there in the spirit over there. <laughs> yeah, you already know. You can see. <laughs> you can see. Yep, that's you I can was, see. That's why I was crying for a minute because it was going to come out in a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was thinking not only is it unseen because it's like, how can I say it? Because I'm reading the scripture and I was listening to you with my eyes closed. You said the challenge is what's unseen. And therefore, since it's unseen, I'm gonna use that on the whole. On the, it's the same word, but I'm gonna use it like contrary to how you think. Uh -huh. Since it's unseen, meaning they can't see it naturally, we usually do not subordinate our fleshly desires for the greater good right. because we don't see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you know something is there, but because of your perspective and you not seeing it because it's unseen. Because back to the scripture that you sent me last night, Romans 4 and 17. Uh, he said, with hope against hope. You know, like, they like hope against hope, what that means, I was looking at up in the Hebrew Greek, he was saying, basically, hope, hoping against hope is clinging on to something, mm. merely without, with only seeing a glimpse of hope of it. So since what they're seeing, is, or what we see oftentimes, we see the glimpse. And therefore, but we don't fully understand that if we subordinate our members of our flesh for the greater good because we only see a glimpse of hope. So with that being said, it's like, oh, well, it's a possibility. But, and then that word bucker, man, then we yield to doing what we really don't want to do. Right. Yep. And and it go back to, like like you said, what we were talking about last night when I um, when I, I had read this little piece, the, uh, uh, the illusion of free will. I said, because we don't understand well, the unseen realm, we attribute our failures to ourselves. We account our mm -hmm. we account this going what you saying. We account our failures to the inability to overcome or capture what we are attempting to accomplish, causing us to stay in a downtrodden state or in condemnation. So that go back to what you saying, like the unseen realm. So now it's kind of like, why is it that I keep every time I see a female, I'm thinking about I'm lusting, but we don't understand yeah. that. Satan is throwing those darts, but you don't be, 
Pardon but because you don't understand the unseen realm, it's kind of like, well, who can put thoughts in my hand? They're my thoughts. Like, they're my yeah. feelings. Who can cause me to feel a certain way? But what people don't understand, as I'll continue to read this, that everything everything began, uh, everything was corrupted during the fall, even the flesh. Everything in the earth is corrupted. Everything, right? So because of that, right, because everything failed, there's a level of disobedience in everything. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So it's an opposition in war against uh, against the order of God. That was just part of the fall. So your body and your spirit are two separate things. God made man from the dust of the field, from the dust of the, from the, from the ground, right? Mm -hmm. So it was a body laying on the ground. Then he mm -hmm. came down and put a spirit in the body. So there's two separate things. The spirit is incorruptible, but the flesh is, right? This flesh mm -hmm. was a part of that fall. Yep. So so now your flesh is going to have desires. Your soul going to have desires because it's earthly. Your flesh is earthly. So it's going to have a rebellious type of nature you're always going to have to fight against. I think one thing we have to keep in mind is that evil is always present. Mm -hmm. And because uh -huh. evil is always present, um, there is a, um, a, a passage in the Bible that talks about, I believe it was Elijah when he thought that he was going to fail at war and God opened up his eyes and he saw all of the, the angels around and all of the soldiers that helped that he actually had. God allowed him to see in the spiritual realm. That's that unseen realm that we don't see with our naked eye. So uh, my husband about a month or so ago was telling me about a dream that he had where somebody was walking and he just seen like these little um, unseen evil beings like all like they were just everywhere and so that aligns with the scripture that says evil is always present so because we're so used to i guess taking our thoughts as our thoughts and not knowing that there are thoughts that are around us that are being thrown at us but we take them in as our thoughts when the bible says cast down those vain imaginations which are not ours but it's something that came and we have to cast them down because if they were ours or whatever the case is then we will hold wow. on to them and because we think it's so natural to think this way because we're not casting down things. We tend to hold on to things instead of letting it go. And that is the objection to changing is because we take on these things, these thoughts um, as it's me. When in all actuality, it's the enemy <clears throat> throwing fiery darts at your mind to try to get it, get you to think it's you. So now when you fail, you attribute it to yourself. Right. So now you taking on all that sorrow. Self-loathing is what I hear. Yep. Uh, self-loathing, self-deprecation. Right. You taking all that on thinking it's you, but it's an outside force imposing on right. you. Look, I'm going to finish reading it and then we can get back to it so they can see where we're going. We're a little ahead. So I'm just going to go to 16 and just finish this out real quick. So, um, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it's the sin that's living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That's my flesh. Mm -hmm. That is in my sinful nature, my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is good. I have the desire to. I have the will to, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do 
the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do this. I keep on doing now, if I do what I do not want to do, is it, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to sin. So real quick. So what he's saying is there's two laws. There's a spiritual law and a natural law. You got the, you, you got the, the a sinful law and a nat. I mean, you have a, I'm sorry, you have a, fleshly law and then there's a spiritual law spiritual law going on there so he's saying they're constantly at war that natural law is the flesh and the spiritual law is in the inner man and that was the fight that he was uh that was the fight that he was talking about here but that was i'm just reading all that so they can get a you know clear understanding of the scripture where we were uh what we're just uh deliberating about or talking about all right go ahead anybody got anything go ahead Mm, I'm good. Everybody got anything? Oh, I can, man. I love, like, I love, this is the very scripture that got me saved. I'm out of, this is the Why very scripture. It? I'm telling you, listen, I was working at Lincoln Electric and I don't, I can't even remember why, but all I know is one day I printed out the book of Romans and I was making welding wire and you, every three minutes you got to pull it off the machine and, and do certain things and tag it. But you might have like a couple minutes in between. I mean, you have two or three minutes in between taking off these coils. So I, I, I can see it as clear as day. I had the printout on top of my machine and I was reading and I was going through it. But when I got here, it really struck me because it's like 714. This is the scripture because I'm like, why is it that I keep doing what I don't want to do? like why is it why can't i go why can i not do what i want to do and when i read this i'm like man paul went through that and this is what really locked me in this scripture right here locked me in so i love romans is my favorite book but especially this scripture because this i know for for surety this is the scripture that god hooked me in with because i didn't understand this very thing that the, the thing that was challenging me to change because i wanted to change serve god but i didn't the will i had the will to but then I didn't know how to perform it, you know? And I think wow. that's what's wrong with a lot of people in this challenge to change. They don't know how to perform it. They don't know. The Bible says that he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, right? According to the knowledge of him, to the knowledge of him, the word, him that called us to glory and virtue. So the knowledge of him, see, a lot of people really don't understand because it's just beyond logic that how could words become a man all our instruct jesus is the word instruction of god he said he's given us all things pertaining to life according to him where he is his word the very text we read in the bible and that's where all the things that god has set for us he he, he laid it there we have to study to be able to dig in and apprehend it and at first start the bible said what's the what's the um what, what it says in proverbs mike the um the what's the principal thing 
Mm-hmm. Wisdom. Wisdom. We need to get wisdom and understanding because you can't fight what you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and that's where wisdom comes in now. Yep, you got to get wisdom to get understand. If you don't understand who it is that's talking to you, give you the message, it's hard. You're not going to comprehend it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, amen. That's right. I heard the word when you guys was talking. I heard the word catalyst. And so the definition... What word was What word you heard? Catalyst. Okay. So the word catalyst means a substance that increases the rate of chemical reaction without itself undergoing any permanent chemical change. Um, And so when I was thinking about that, it it goes back to it is not good for man to be alone. And this is one thing I I often have conversation with my husband about because he's a a absolute loner by himself all the time, entertaining his own 50 million thoughts. Locusts and wild so, <laughs> so at the end of the day, it just goes back to there are people who God has set up in this earth for us and, and, and people who we are to congregate with. And I believe that uh-huh. these people are the catalyst that helps speed up the chemical reaction of what we are to become. Does Amen. that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it's, yes. It's, it's safety in a multitude of wise counsel. All right. If we already read mm-hmm. the scripture earlier, uh, you know, surround yourself with people with that same precious like faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And over in Proverbs 18, one of my favorites, it says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Wow. Verse 2 says, a fool has no delight in understanding but expressing his own heart. Man. You know, verse one, yeah, he seeks his own desire. It's, it's dangerous. You're right. It's very dangerous to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And I believe oftentimes, too, we become ashamed yeah. of what we have done in private. So, best we shun accountability partners. Right. And a lot of different, and a lot of different things, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. And there are people to be a catalyst because. Two is better than one. That's it. And it's never just one person get to a place of, uh, you know, stardom. I'm quite sure before Beyonce, uh, for example, got to where she, somebody coached her. Right. There's someone in the background that we don't even know. Right. That's probably richer than her. <laughs> that yeah. helped get her to where she is and stay there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you got the person performing the song, then you got the songwriter. Mm. Right. But you know what, too? People need to also understand that change is not an option it's a requirement that yeah. we change right yeah you see, but we look at it as optional we look at it as optional mm, he said yeah he that's said he part. said he said present your body a living sacrifice holy and acceptable he says yeah. be ye transformed be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind He said, let this mind, listen, he said, let this mind be in you see transformation is, a, is not optional it's a requirement <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. He said, hold on, let me go to the scripture real quick just to support that. We're, uh, hold on one second here. Romans. Romans. We're, we're the oh. one where he's talking about the uh, Abraham. Abraham. Oh, that's in the fourth chapter. Yeah, fourth chapter. Right, right. So here we go. So, if okay, so four. what was it? Oh, yeah, four, 417. Right? I'm just going to read a little bit of that here. 417. All right, so 417. 417. All right, as it is written, I have made you talking about Abraham, made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls 
into being things they were not. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. So before he was Abram and God changed his name to Abraham and he had and promised him a promise, but this promise was only obtained through faith. So Abraham had to change from a, a pagan worshiper. He had to change. He couldn't be the same. He had to go from Abram to Abraham to obtain the promise. Abraham had to change. He had to show forth his faith, right? So verse uh, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was not about 100 years old. And that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that he had power to do what he what he promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words, uh, the words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us to whom God would credit righteousness for who believe in him, who raised Jesus, our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over death for our sins and was raised uh, to life, our justifications. Now, this is not the scripture I'm looking for. I'm at to find it, but still, this is this is this is good. Like it said, he didn't stagger like a part of this challenge. We think that we can just stagger into things. We think we can just stagger into receiving from God, but you got to change. It go back to the change being a requirement. The Bible says, I'm going to read the King James version, this NIV. It said that Abraham staggered not at the, he, he staggered not at the promise. He was fully persuaded. Like we got to be persuaded that God said, he told us our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He let us know through his scripture that what we have, the weapons we have, it said that are mighty through God. We have weapons, we have ability that can uh, uh, through casting down and through loosening and through binding. But if we don't have that understanding, we cannot res we we cannot sustain against an unseen enemy. This the wisest thing the Bible said in this earth. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff, TJ. Yeah. And again about the company we keep. Yeah. Uh, Erica alluded to that earlier. That company corrupt. The manners and another translation, that manners words translated to habits. Wow. As you were stating. Wow. And I think about even in yeah, That's there, good. even in the book of Yeah, yeah, corrupt, yeah. That company corrupt good good habits in the new King James. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh even like TJ, you said the challenge to change, right? And we talked about account. We discussed a lot of different things. And here's the thing about the company keeping, just like in Genesis. In Genesis, God was addressed as the Lord God as the faith came to the serpent. And here it is. He makes us look at like I know what I was going to say. You said making it like an option, change being an option as opposed to a commandment. Right. When the serpent came in, what did he say? Didn't God say he didn't use the word Lord? God was addressed as the Lord God all the way up until the serpent came. Yep. And once he addressed him as God and made it as a question, so he made it optional. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And once he did that, it got to the point where, consequently, Adam and Eve were first where they was walking, where God was walking with them, or they were walking with God in the cool of the day. Uh -huh. Everything cool. So now they're ashamed and trying to hide in the very thing that God created. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's how what people even do with church. 
they come and sit in the back and sit in the middle and you hide in the very thing he created for you to get right. Mm. And yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, yeah, he made it optional. Didn't God say? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the little foxes for the vine, right? Oh yeah, little fox for the vine. You right, man. That's good. Mm-hmm, yeah, it'll be the company with the stuff coming in. And that go to the whole free will like, thing. You don't need church. Yeah. You don't need church. Yeah, they create a will for you. God well, knows. Really, Amy, you think it's a free will, but they're giving you their will. They're giving you right. taking all the money. Listen, watch this, though. Watch this, though. If if we... I'm, not, I'm just going to read the scripture. Free will. All right. Free will means you, the ability to think for yourself, do for your, do whatever you want to do. But watch, right, watch this, though. If there be, I'm in Philippians 2, if there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded. So that means you can't be yourself. Be like-minded. So that's eliminating your will right there. Having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done in strife and vain glory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's a transformation. But what we see Jesus transformed too in this very scripture. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. God made himself of no reputation and took on the form of a servant. He changed and was made in the likeness of men and being found in a fashion as a man, humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even, even the death of the cross. I mean, even Jesus changed. God changed. Mm-hmm. He was all all powerful deity and said, in order for me to rescue my people, I'm going to have to change. I'm going to have to take on the form of a man and humble myself under my own word. That's crazy. You know what? <laughs> That's when, crazy. When you were talking <laughs> and crazy. you talked about free will, um, it kind of came to me, we do have free will in Christ. And if the Bible said, mm-hmm. let this mind that be in Christ Jesus also be in you, when we are now a new creature in, in through Christ Jesus unto God, then that means the mindset of Christ is now our mindset that we're striving right. to get. So our free will is to go as far in him as he would do. Right, but that's not free will because you got parameters. Okay, and you when, have. When you step out of line, God reminds you why you should come so, back. But that's not free will. You have free choice. Mm-hmm. Instructions. You can't have free will with, with a consequence. Erica, listen, Mike, you can come to my house, do whatever you want to do, eat whatever you want to eat. I got a steak in there. I really, I've been thinking about this steak all day. I come home, Mike, eat that steak. I can't be mad at him. Mm-hmm. I gave him free will. He can do whatever he want to do. But if I say, do whatever you want to do outside of eating that steak, now it's a consequence behind that. Free will is absolute consequence. Think about free will. See, people look at the word. It's the concept of free will is what is what is hurting people. Because the Bible says you're gonna the Bible says we were slaves to sin, and when you get saved, you're a slave to righteousness. You have a master. You constantly have influences from the outside world that affects your choice. Mm-hmm. So free will is absent of any influence. Mm-hmm. So if you uh-huh. tell me choose this day, life or death, you put a consequence on the end. Mm-hmm. You gave me the ability to choose, but you told me if I go one way, I'm going to die. And I go one way, I'm going to live. Correct. So I don't have free will because if I want to go that way, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. 
But you have freedom make, of choice. But you have freedom of choice. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But the, it's an illusion of free will. Like, oh, you could do whatever you want to do. No, you got freedom of choice. But I remember I brought this to you, my years ago. So you're you, saying that we should change it from free will in our mindset. In our from mindset. free will to free choice. Because Paul, if Paul had free will, why he couldn't change? Mm-hmm. He said, I find it's another law working. Mm-hmm. It's a sin man. It's the sin in my flesh. He said, evil is always present because what I want to do, I don't do. So why couldn't he do what he wanted to do internally? Man, Mike, you said something to me years ago, even like when I just was just, just tampering with the little idea of free will. And I was like, yeah, man, I've been, I was walking around here thinking about free will. And you said, yeah. You said when God put man in the garden, he gave him instructions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. So if God. So do we really have free will? Right. He gave, right. He gave instructions. Choice. Yep. Yep. He gave instructions. He said. Wow. You still that's have. good. That's good. Man, he said, man, yeah. I remember. Man, I when Mike said that, that, it just. Certain things my mind explode open when I hear. It. And when he said that, it was just simple. I love. It's simple. It's like. You're right. He did. He said. Sub, he said. Dominion. Be fruitful and multiply. Right. Don't touch this mm-hmm. tree. Name the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He gave them instructions. Yeah. And I what, think about Erica, you know, running the hair school. She's teaching how to do hair. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. see, people still, if they decide, well, I think I could just style it. You know, I can use this chemical. Although the teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. The one who, the, the crea- you know, the creator, the teacher, the one right. that has done this already. They're doing it for years. Right. But still, people had a freedom of choice because yeah. Satan, in front of the beginning, he made, okay, is she saying, is that written in stone or is he doing it as an option? <laughs> yeah. They decide, just like in the natural, yeah. I'm going to use this chemical. Right. I know she said to use this. Right. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, but. But. Yeah, right. look, what Ecclesiastes uh-huh. says, I love the scripture. I'm going to use this. Yeah, look, the scripture, this scripture, and this is why people continue to do what they do. It said because the ex, the uh, the execution of judgment is not expedient. Mm-hmm. So your heart set to do mm-hmm. evil because you ain't see the repercussions yet. That's the good one. That's the good. You ain't see the repercussion yet. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, that's why. Yeah. I'm gonna come in Mike House and steal. But I'm oh man, I'm nervous mm-hmm. the first time, but after a while you get comfortable with it. Why you get comfortable? Because mm-hmm. you ain't got caught yet. You know, mm-hmm. and that's usually when you get caught when you comfortable. When when you on Absolutely. edge, you look you you more attentive. But oh man, I can yeah. go here. I know Mike is cool. I know Mike here and then Mike come in with that shotgun. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and that's the reason yeah. why people do that, man. You know, and and it, all these things are part of the challenge to change. It all start with a lack of understanding. Yeah. And if you don't have an understanding or a will to understand, you're gonna be left out. The Bible says, <laughs> "Study to show yourself approved that you may." What do you say? Study to show yourself approved that you may be a workman who need not to be ashamed. Where do the shame come in? In your air, who can <laughs> rightly divide the word of truth. Mm-hmm. But the but the leaders, I believe, boldly I say, are not teaching. The, it's clearly stated in was is it a Habakkuk? He said, "My people perish for a lack of knowledge, because you priest see you not many preachers go to that yeah. next line." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, we're gonna do a yeah. podcast. Listen, our next podcast, I'm gonna throw this out here and see what y'all think about it. It's gonna be called. I, I think I talked to you about this context or context. It's either in context or is. Context, they conning you. 
See, mm. they don't, they don't, they don't tell you that. They don't give you the rest of the scripture. They don't keep things in line and context. They just tell you all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned, but they don't tell you that that proceeding line said, but have been freely justified. Mm. See, they don't give you the release, but they give you the bondage. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm. All have sinned and fallen short. They put me in bondage. I'm a sinner, but then the next line says, so "Freely justified." Yeah, I think about previous history of the ministry. And it was just the way you just explained it. That's what we were going through. It was part of Right. As a man thinks in his heart. They don't quote the rest of it. They don't quote what the pre-text and the post-text aspect. Right. Oh, no. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. Go straight to that. The servant is not above the You know the what? God is so upset right now, I believe. I believe he is so upset because the preachers and the, and the, and the teachers and the people that are teaching and, and trying to teach the people of God are not giving them the full instructions. So if you don't give someone the full instructions, how can you really hold them that accountable? Yeah. And I think that's where grace and mercy really um, abounds towards us when you're, you've been in a place where it's so many um, men and women of God that would pre- that would prefer to hold people in a, a selfish bondage rather than give them the freedom of choice. See, God never wanted yeah. for 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 pastors, preachers, teachers, evangelists, prophets to hold His people in a prison. That that was never the 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 intent of God. Give them instructions yeah. as I have given instructions, just like you used the analogy with um Adam and Eve. Give the instruction and then let them make the freedom of choice. But just like um, TJ just said, you rather put them in bondage, but then don't give them the key to freedom. That's unjust. And God is a just God. That's Uh an unjust weight. So with that being an unjust weight, it it leaves people in in an unfavorable position. And that's not the heart Uh of God. That's why I believe he's crying out upon the land now. Let my people go. Which lead me to believe you doing it on purpose. Yeah. Cause you had to read that that next line. You should have. Yeah, I remember. Remember we was at the. Um, I'm not gonna get too deep in it. But remember we was at the um, that class out of the house, and I said that. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. I just thought about that, and I was like, I "Can you?" Before you said that, yeah, I, I forgot how the question. You said, remember when we? Yeah. I already saw it. I forgot the question. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot how the questions come out. Can you lose your salvation? And when I answer, it's like you wrong. But then when I went in the room, it's like you right. But I don't want well, people to think they can do what they want to do. About transgression, the transgression right? where there's no law, there's no transgression. There's no law, there's That's why God couldn't account sin to him until He gave him a law. Right. right. He pulled you to the side and all that. He said something else. And he oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Really yeah. Mean, but then he pulled you to the side after that. Yeah, so how you know that? I don't want like people. That. These are not your people. I mean, Eric was talking about this before. Like when God was talking to Samuel, like they're my people. Why yeah. you mad? Like we trying to hold people, we, we and the thing is, it's twisted in witchcraft. It's Satan is, is and Satan is it's crafty. It's a work of the flesh. It's a work of the flesh. It's a work mm-hmm. of Satan. Is witchcraft and it's demonic. Right. And you know yeah. you're doing it. But he says, yeah. my people perish. What for the lack of knowledge? Because the priest ain't giving them knowledge. Because the priest what he said. Because what? the priest what. Rejected. Oh, rejected. Me. There you go. Rejected. So, because yet. the priests are rejecting That's God, they're giving people half truth. So, what you saying is the priest is doing what they doing absent of God. They're like, we don't need him. All we right. need is this book, and I can use right. this to to get what I need. And once they see them getting what they need, they continue in it because it's working. This the average day priest. I'm gonna take my gifts. I'm gonna take my calling from God, and I'm gonna go work it with the people. 
because now you take on ownership like these are your people. And so now instead of yeah. treating them like people of God, you're treating them like your children. You give your children specific instructions for how you want their life to go. And you may even push them in certain directions. God didn't say that. He said, here's the instruction. This day, choose life or yes. death. Hey Amen. God's so good. He gives you gifts, but then he tell you to submit yourself. That's it. <laughs> A living mm -hmm. sacrifice. That's it. So I can use you. That's it. Because I know how to manifest it because you got too many insufficiencies. Yeah. It's going to cause... Uh, 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 it's gonna cause a a a uh, um um what you call that when you have um impedance. Mm. So it's gonna impede the ability or the flow or me optimizing what I can do with you. Amen. So why don't you get out yeah. the way, sit down, right, and then let me work. That's it. Let me work. I did a podcast earlier. I was talking about that. God said in Hebrews, He said those that enter my rest, because He said the only work we should do. He said, it's labor to get into my rest. And he said, those that enter my rest has ceased from their own work. Mm -hmm. So if I'm ceasing from my work, who working? Let God work through you. Yeah. Let God, let the, 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 the spirit that resurrected Christ from the dead work through you. Let the greater one in you work through you. And that's the whole plan. God is hospitable. Yeah. He washed he wash their feet. And he like, listen, you sit back and rest. I've been chilling for a while. Let me get out here and, and stump on this devil real quick. Let me utilize you and make your name great. But I need you to take a back seat. That's right. Yeah. And go back to that True. scripture, Mike. Here, I'm just going to read it. You can go, the eye is the lamp of the body. That was in uh, Matthew 6, 22. If your uh -huh. eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes uh -huh. are unhealthy, the whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light uh -huh. within you is dark, how great is that darkness? No one great can serve it. two masters. No one can serve uh -huh. two. Either you're going to hate one or love the other. So even in there, we hearing it's two masters. So you're going to serve masters, uh -huh. and masters give you instructions. Uh -huh. One of them going to tell you to sin, and one of them going to tell you to live a righteous, holy life. But you're going to have instructions uh -huh. either way. You, you, We were not put down here to live any type of way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, we were not. No. No. Nope. He gave us the responsibility of management. That's great. God, that's what good. it is. That's great. <laughs> I was just about to yeah, say that, but he said it, he worded it that's better great. than me. He worded it. I was just about to say exactly. That's great. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't give us ownership. He gave us responsibility of management. That's it's right. a big difference between management and uh, leadership. It is. You know, God is the leader, not people, but the leaders take the whole idea of leadership and like they're the leaders, but now you're leading people to the wrong jungle. That's right. Like they're so now the they're, they're, Go ahead. Mm -hmm, they're leading people to the wrong jungle and they're lifting their ladders with just the wrong building. Sound like they're so doing God the Pharisees did. And that's why they leave churches frustrated and all the different things. Mm. It was never supposed to be there. But because people... Again, like Eric said in the scripture, they reject his knowledge and choose to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, choose this worldly mm -hmm. wisdom. Choose this earthly wisdom. You know, yeah, or the, or the wisdom of the, what they see somebody else do. And I truly believe that's the, from my experience, what a lot of leaders do. They see what somebody else is doing and try to make their vision their vision. Right. Yeah, right. man. You know, and all these things, like I say, to bring some, bring some perspective in a sense, like all these things are part of the reason why it's so hard for us to change, understanding the teaching, people not teaching properly, uh, showing forth the love of God, giving clear understanding, pointing us in the right, pointing us in the right direction. It's just, it's under, it, we have to have understanding. We have to have knowledge. Wisdom is the principal thing in all, in all you're getting. The Bible says, get an understanding, but change 
the number one thing I believe that I'm getting even from this is it's not optional, <laughs> right? I'm going to read a scripture here in um, Galatians. It says, uh, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differ nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. All right, so what I'm addressing here, even uh, with this scripture, is people who's challenged to change, that they're waiting and desiring to receive from God, the promises of God, and they're wondering, like, I've been praying, I've been fasting, why haven't I received? Why haven't I obtained the promises? So, verse 1, like I said, uh, Galatians 4, verse 1, now that I say as long as a child, I'm sorry, now I say that it, that the heir of the promise of God, as long as he is a child, immature, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Verse two, verse two, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father under tutors and governors. Right. Verse three, yeah. even verse three, even so we, when we were children were in bondage under the elements of this world. So we in bondage. So under the, the demonic influence of this world, Right. Verse uh, verse four. But when the fullness, I'm sorry, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law. To redeem those who were under the law that we might be received adopt, adopt, uh, uh, adoptions as sons, because you are sons. God has sent forth his spirit and his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So. Here we are. Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God. I'm getting somewhere. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. Now it's a scripture here. Where are we looking at? I'm missing the scripture. But as we see here, that we have to change. It said, as long as you are a child, immature, childish, you can't receive the the you can't receive the promise of God. This, the the line I was looking for was where it talked about it. It said it, the the law those under the law cannot receive heirs. Those cannot be those who don't change cannot receive the promises of God. You have to mature in the things of God before you can receive and apprehend the promises. Though you praying, though you fasting, though you doing all these type of things, if you not if you haven't apprehended, what is it that you're missing? Where are you missing the mark? in your change because when you fully transform that's when everything will be loosened to you but until then we're under governors and tutors constantly being taught until we get it that's it i concur and then what, what do you think about people who say i don't really need anybody um to validate me or anything like that because as you was talking uh, just the paul popped up in mind and do you guys remember the passage where it says Paul he stayed like to himself for so many years and he wrote down the things that um Jesus was telling him or whatever and then after that Jesus told him okay now I want you to take this to the elders and I want you to compare notes so what Paul uh -huh. had written down in secret and during his time of training when he went to the elders uh, and to the Jewish sect of leaders, the notes compare or what have you. So you'll have some people who say, oh, you don't need anybody to teach you or you don't need, you know, all you need is God. But the thing about it is, is that Paul was obedient to, mm -hmm. to take it and have whatever he thought that he had did or whatever the case it was in private. He had it weighed with the elders. 
for confirmation. You know, people think they arrive. That's what it is. You need no longer. When you feel like when you arrive, you cap yourself off. You can't learn. You can't grow mm -hmm. when you arrive. Right. You, you, you can't. So now they get a scripture and run with it. Oh, the Bible says that it come a point where you need no man teach you. You need no man teach mm -hmm. you. Yeah, that's true. And what it's and, and what it's saying is it's it taken out of context, it's taken out of context, man. It's context. They conning you mm -hmm. because all it's saying is this. He's saying it come a point where you should act. You don't. OK, here you go. Here you go. Prime example. This is what came to me when I was thinking about this. Right. It said it come a time where no man teach you. Mike, is you still in high school? When you you say, it said it, the, the scripture says it come a time when you need no man teach you right uh -huh. when you left uh -huh. high school what happened <laughs> right you, you understand what I'm saying you understand what I'm trying to go with I it? Do. it's like it come uh -huh. a time when no man need to teach you yeah I went through 12 years of high school it come a point where you should be able to get out here and move like without somebody yeah. holding your yep. hand it come right. a time where the things that you learn should be able to be able to sustain you and you should be able to uh -huh. be a productive citizen. That's why it yeah. ends in the 12th grade. Everything else is optional. But after the 12th yep. grade, it come a time where you don't need nobody to teach you. You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. And that's the context of the scripture. Right. You know, I mean, unless, right, unless right. you got a firm understanding and in touch with the Holy Spirit. But even what Erica says, even with Paul having a great ministry he had, he went and conf he went and conferred with other people right. to make sure he was right. Yeah. But we don't want to feel shamed yeah. and we don't want to, you know, we want to be great. We want to <laughs> look good in our own eyes. What does scripture say? Yeah, wise in our own eyes, you know. Yeah, that, that, uh -huh. that's exactly what it is. But you know what? Listen, man, this has been a great, great, great little, uh, great podcast, first podcast. Um, We're going to wind this down. I would like, um, Mike, if you wouldn't mind, like, offering salvation to any of those people um, that haven't received Christ in their life. Okay. Father, we thank you for we love you, God. We magnify you. And, uh, Father, I thank you that this podcast will grow and, and it will reach nations, Father. I ask that you trust the heart of the listeners in every ear and every heart that's under the sound of my voice, Father. And for those, Father, that I'm to be saved, Father, I ask that they, uh, even as I talk to them, raise up their hands, Father, and lift their hands up to you, Father. And just begin to ask for forgiveness on today, Lord. And, um, and ask that you come into their hearts, Father God, Come into their lives and, and just make a change. We're going to keep it simple, Father God. For your word says, whoever so will, let them come, Father. Amen. So we thank you that the word that was spoken today, for your word says, with two or three are gathered in your name, that you are in the midst, Father. And your word will never come back to you away. So I thank you that it is rooted and planted in the heart of every listener. Yes. And I thank you what the seed that was planted, that you will grow it, Father God, and it will grow across the nation in Jesus' name. Amen. amen 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 all right all right so okay. um, i'd like to thank any everyone for tuning in to today's fight if you like to support the mission to equip god's people with the tools to fight the daily adversities that come to distract derail and defeat us please click the click the link in the description or you can cash app today's fight paypal today's fight if you like to contact us with any questions me michael erica is today's fight at gmail.com um, like and subscribe on YouTube, Facebook page, Today's Fight 7. And we out. Uh -huh.